come and see what all the hype is about. Tune in to The Hype 87.3. Hey, we back again. It is your girl, Tampa Mystic, live right here on The Hype 87.3, man. And as I said, we got a special guest checking in tonight. He goes by the name of Reckless Ramaside out there in Indiana doing it big. What's going on with your family? Hey, what's up, Tampa? It's always a pleasure to have you rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? You've been rocking with the movement for a very, very long time. So I just want to say I appreciate you. And uh, without further ado, man, give us that official introduction. Uh, what's up, y'all? I'm Reckless Ramaside. Uh, most people just call me Ramaside. I'm a hip-hop artist here in Indianapolis, Indiana, about to be global. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Most so. definitely. That's what I'm talking about. Um, let's just do a brief history, you know what I'm saying, on, on Ramaside, because I think it's important that people understand your journey. So, you know, taking us back, you know, Indianapolis, what was it like growing up out there besides being cold in the wintertime? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it definitely gets cold up here in the wintertime. But India is definitely, we definitely have a, a bubbling hip-hop scene here in and in, uh most of Indiana, well, I'm going to say Indiana in general, they really resonate with, you know, the South's music. Like, when people from down South come up here, they be surprised, but they up here bumping it, boy. Everything that come out of Atlanta area, Boosie is God up here, so. <laughs> <laughs> that he is, is, I'm telling you. No. They love him. That's so, dope. Yeah. That is dope, man. Yeah. And I know you got your whole brand going on, which we're going to definitely talk about all that. So, you know, about what age did you really start uh, diving into becoming a music artist? Uh, Tampa. So I, uh, me and my brothers, uh, we used to rap on the back of the bus, like in elementary school. Like he was the beatboxer and I was the MC. And we used to slay boys on the way to school, you know what I mean? So I, in elementary school, um, you know, we grew up listening to, like, Just Ice, um, LL, the old LL, and uh, stuff like that. So Absolutely. <clears throat> so you started out freestyling. Yeah, yeah, we started out freestyling. Well, yeah, I don't know if they call it freestyling nowadays, but... We started off, yeah, going off the top of the head. Yes, most definitely. You were doing, like, ciphers and stuff like that? Kind of. So I guess we didn't have a, a, a term for it then. That's the thing about hip-hop now and music in general. They have terms for everything. Yeah, we used to just get it in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we rode the same bus and went to the same school, but we didn't live in the same neighborhood. So when I see you, it's on. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. You know, you've been doing music for quite a while now. Um, is there anything that you wish you knew back then that you know now, start now? Well, I, yeah, I, well, I wish I knew more of the business uh, then. Um, you know, because then I was just pretty talented. I've always been pretty clever with words um i used to write poetry english was always one of my better subjects in school so i um think that uh i wish that i had understood the business side of the music industry back then and i think that it, it would have really helped me but 
you know, I feel like now I'm I'm having so much fun with it. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yes, absolutely. We have to fall in love with the journey because if we don't love the journey, we will never uh, actually level up at what we're doing because it becomes boring for us. So it sounds like you've been in love with the journey for a while now because you're still pursuing music. Um, I know that you started performing at clubs and different festivals around the city. What was that mm -hmm. like in the earlier years of your career versus now going out and performing? Has that um, changed? No, not really. I've always been a pretty uh, charismatic on stage. Uh, and this, this is what others have told me, you know. So I've always been pretty charismatic on stage. Uh, I always had swag before I knew what it was. And um, so overall, I think I'm just a likable person. I'm sure I got some haters, but I would like to think that the majority of people rock with me because they like me. Yes, definitely. Because yeah. you, you, you bring that high energy. I I do I do even when it's uh even when the song isn't very you know fast or whatever I always add emphasis on like wordplay and 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 uh stuff like that but like I said I mean I'm the real deal this ain't no build a rapper here you know like I I've been doing this so, for so long that I think that you know people can see through the the fake. Yes, definitely. I agree. And people will call artists out on that. They will call them out because, you know what I'm saying, they know, they know what's cap and what's not. Throughout your, yeah. your years in school, whether it be elementary, middle, or high school, were you ever involved with anything musically or any type of, you know, drama or theater or anything like that? The, the crazy thing is, no, I wasn't. I, uh, no, it's all been, unfortunately, Sitting in a trap house, you know. <laughs> no, for real. So it's a, you know, my story is not really different than a lot of other young black males. Like, um, if people really dig into my catalog, like one of my first, I think it was my first EP, it was me and my brother, and it was actually just titled Young Black Males. And it was because we feel like from city to city, state to state, uh, most of us, we really share the same story. Um, it's just uh, what we do with uh, our, you know, our opportunities and our experiences. I tell people I've been to college, I've, I've been to prison, and I've been to college. Yes. So, you know, it's you know, for me, it's about choices. So I try to use my music to educate other young brothers coming up that are going through now what I've already been through and survived. So. Understood, understood. I want to just briefly, briefly touch on the incarceration. How long were you incarcerated? Oh, I was incarcerated for three years. Three years, okay. And we don't have to get into the details of that, but what I oh, do... Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah, but what I do... It's want... fine. <laughs> like, like I said, my story is not going to be any... not a lot different than a lot of other guys that grow up in the inner city and uh, get caught up in, you know, the things, the streets and stuff like that. So I love to tell that type of story. And I'm, I'm always happy to tell it because I, I want them to know that they are not alone. And 
you can come up out of it. A hundred percent. And and I definitely appreciate you being transparent. I think it's important um, for people like ourselves who have a voice to be transparent. So what I do want to ask you is, you know, being incarcerated for three years, you had to sit down, had a lot of time to think. What was the most positive thing that you got from being incarcerated? Share that with us. I met some amazing people. That is the best thing that happened to me. Yes. I met some some of the most talented people that I have ever met in my life that had just made a, one bad decision, but they weren't bad people. Facts. And I'm, I'm, this is actually where Ramasai started at. And um, so I will um, forever lobby. Uh, that's why I was so happy when I found out that they could actually listen to music in there now. They got tablets. And because uh, music has been such an important part of my life, in general, you know, when I wasn't doing music, I don't feel like I was a happy person. It's a therapy for people. It really is. Even people who don't create music, it's therapy for them. So I would imagine someone like yourself who is a musician, a music artist, it's real therapy for you. It, it definitely is. And like I said, not just my music, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. I Don't get me wrong. I'm probably... If they counted my plays <laughs> they, of listening to my own music, I'd probably be in a million. But uh, I, uh, but no, I, I, I definitely, I really listen to the music. I, I, I enjoy it, and and I like all genres of music. So, um, it for me, it it doesn't matter. Sometimes I'll be in a car listening to uh, like we have this public radio station. And uh, I might be listening to that, and they might be playing some Bach or something or some Beethoven. So I just really enjoy music, and I respect the creative process. And I, I love listening to people from other genres because mm. I, can, I can't do what they do, so I really respect it. Is there other genres outside of, like, hip-hop and, you know, kind of, like, things that are close to hip-hop, like pop and R&B. Is there other genres outside of that that you're interested in tapping into? Oh, yeah, into? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. Yeah, so I uh, so I, I was born in the 70s. I am crazy about disco music. <laughs> like, I am crazy about it. So, like, that song, We Came to Party, um, the whole story behind that is me loving John Travolta's scene in Saturday Night Fever so much, that little dance scene. And so I am uh, definitely crazy about, like, uh, the disco scene. I, I be collecting disco balls. I got, <laughs> I'm telling you, I got all kind of crazy little disco-related stuff. So disco balls, strobe lights, and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, I haven't used it but I, I buy it if I see it because I feel like I'm going to use it one day. Yeah, absolutely. I love that era <laughs> too because I'm a 70s baby as well, so I think it's kind of embedded in our DNA that we love that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I, abso I absolutely love it. But like I said, I mean, I, I definitely respect um, almost all music genres because, you know, these guys, sometimes I go to like singer, songwriter, open mics, and they'd be like, you want to perform? I'd be like, nah, I'm just here to 
to be a fan, you know what I mean? Because they can do something that I cannot do, and I'd be amazed at how you can sing and play at the same damn time. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. And we have to respect that, like you said. So um, flipping on the opposite side, you said you also went to college. What did you go to school for? So just liberal arts. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So I went to Indiana State. Um, It's it's a small town outside of uh, Indianapolis. It's a big, big city. But uh, Terre Haute is a, a smaller town. Not very small, but, you know. So, I, yeah, I went there, and I just took up liberal arts, and then I uh, ended up getting a really decent job. But I've always been uh, into, like, pictures and photography and stuff like that. So I'm a self-taught graphic designer. So, mm, so the creative arts yeah. side of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because liberal so, arts can dive into, like, you know, psychology and things of that nature. You were on the creative arts side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, because like I said, while a lot of people play video games and stuff like that, me, I love Adobe products. Mm. Like, it's my, you know, it's my video game. Like, I had to take my uh, computer out the bedroom because I would just kind of lay in the bed designing stuff, you know, for hours, even just practicing if I saw something cool. I would try to mimic it. And now uh, one of the things that I do, I think we talked about this before, is I work for a local entertainment magazine here in Indianapolis called Scoop the Entertainment Source. And I'm a designer for them. I I try to concentrate on ads. So, like, think Sunday paper ads. Yes. That is is really dope. So being that you've been in the industry for a while and you've probably seen a lot of change, which we're going to talk about in, the, in that in just a moment, what uh, what is keeping you in the music industry? Because a lot has changed over the years. And, you know, you and I kind of spoke offline a little bit about some of the craziness that goes on in the industry. What is keeping you here? I love it. I just, <laughs> I love it. I like, it just ain't no other way to explain it. I love creating uh my homeboy i'm gonna just go ahead and say this guy's my best friend you know what i'm saying like i'll just keep it real you know who i'm talking about and so i found somebody that i could they love it as much as i love it we we create together we can argue because we don't like the same type of hip-hop so we argue he's east coast boom bap heavy wu-tang you know me, I'm down south with it, you know. So, and and uh, so that's one thing that really motivates me is, you know, having somebody that get it. Yes, absolutely. And you know, and so that's kind of like what me and Who Done It beats we do for each other. I mean, we create together too. We argue about, <laughs> the, you know, because if you if you if you don't have no nobody that loves music like you. You can't have those Tupac and Biggie arguments. Man, that's facts. You know what I'm saying? So we we have those arguments. When somebody drops, you know, we uh, we go back and forth about how we felt about it and stuff like that. And uh, so I'm going to say, man, just, you know, knowing this guy, man, really uh, 
and and really inspires me as well. And that's what you need. You need to ha- keep that type of company, people that actually inspire you, you know, because yeah. oftentimes people keep someone around just because that's their homeboy, but they don't mean them no good. You need to be around people yeah. that are like-minded and that actually uplift you and inspire you. And that sounds like what you, your friend does you for exactly you. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's why I tell you, when I don't have anything else going on, I'll go to an open mic. I, I just, you know, even if I have no intentions on performing, I just sit and observe. And I always discover new artists. Yes. Like I said, I'm one of those ones. When it's all said and done for me, I, I'll definitely be podcasting or something because I love to discover new artists. Like, to me, that's always been my brag. Yes. Is to be able to brag about some new dope artists that I discovered before anybody else. I love that too. I lo- that's what uh, something definitely you and I have in common because I think that's what really drives me as well because I love discovering new talent and having these type of conversations with them. You know, I- I've conversated with some artists where I'm their very first interview all the way up to some of the, the platinum selling artists, but I, 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 know. I prefer diving in with people who are still on the rise because I feel like I can be a part of their journey. And I really enjoy that for sure. And you really are. And that's why people like you are so, so important. And I lobby for other artists when they ask me and they start being ready to, uh, you know, get interviews and media and things like that and do things other than just perform. Because I try to explain to them that, you know, sometimes it's not about your music at first. Sometimes it's about your story. Yes. Because a lot of people, like I was telling you about my story, you know, a lot of people across the country and across the world can really relate to your story. I agree a hundred percent, and that's why I. We t- are not that distant. No, you- facts, facts. Yeah, so. and it's important again, like I said a couple of moments ago, for us to be transparent because we want people, like you said, to know that they're not alone out here. Like we're human beings; right. we all go through the same stuff. Um, within the music industry, since you've started, what's been that most positive change that you've seen in the music industry? Um. For me, I I think just having access to tools that we didn't have access to before. Yes. Because of the internet, we can definitely reach a wider audience. Before, you had to hit that road. I mean, you still need to hit the road, but, you know, you can definitely build some momentum up online if you post consistently and uh, connect with in other regions and other markets, kind of like how me and you connected. Facts. Absolutely. Absolutely. The internet you know, is powerful, right? <laughs> it's, it's so powerful. But then uh, with uh, the way we release music now, you you know, you don't need a distribution deal. I still see people selling them, but you don't need that because now we can just reach the music. I mean, just release the music. You know, it's, it's happening so fast that I could drop a song tonight through my distributor and it'll probably go live on Spotify in the morning. So I I like the fact that we have access to these tools and we didn't have access to these tools before. Before I used to take CDs to different record stores and, you know, sell them on consignment and stuff like that. And uh, 
and it is what it is, but I like the fact that now when I take some CDs somewhere that I sell them as a collector's item. Yes. You know, so I always tell people we need the digital, but you need physical because you need to generate some money. That was and, gonna, uh, that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask you that. Oh, uh, you know me. <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm I'm going to find the money and and the thing is is most of my my fans they want to own a piece of my journey. Yes. So even if they don't have a CD player in their vehicle or at home, they they came to my uh, CD signing. They took pictures with me. They uh, and they and they purchased the CD and they wanted me to sign it because I wasn't gonna even sign it. But they was like, <laughs> "Oh no, no, no!" You know, so because they want to own a piece of your physical. Even if they just keep it in the drawer and let's say 20, 30 years down the line, somebody digs it out because I believe CDs are going to be just like vinyl. Yes. I believe that, you know, because vinyl has made a huge comeback. It's highly collectible. And I think that CDs are going to be the exact same way. And I think that that's kind of sort of happening right now. So, you know, I always tell people, always make it easy for people to spend money with you so you can have money to reinvest in your career absolutely i agree and, and I, so yeah okay. cds and merch um and they cds and merch they they make it because if you rely on streaming you're gonna drive yourself nuts i mean platforms like spotify and some of these other streaming platforms like let's keep it real um they just are excellent at getting you to promote them. Yes. I'm just going to say it. I don't care if they take me down. <laughs> the truth is the truth. You know, like even with the Spotify rap, like I just want to put this out there for other artists because they don't get it. It's, you know, Spotify rap, it's, it's, all it is is a marketing tool that Spotify uses in the fourth quarter to get artists to drive traffic to Spotify, not necessarily to help you. It's a marketing tool that they use because they know in around Christmas time, the end of the year, things get slow and it's like, what can we do to get everybody to shout us out? That's fair. You know, and so they could, so, and that's, that's the, that's all it is, but you know, like I said, you know, starting out as an artist, you don't understand because you don't know marketing, so you don't really know what's happening. Right. So you're just happy that somebody created something cool for you. That's right. But in, in a way, it's kind of like pimping. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that is absolute facts because it's like as an independent artist, you can't depend on streaming money because it's simply not there. They pay so little that you have to find other ways like you said selling cds selling merch working your way up to getting paid shows because i think even a lot of these celebrity artists they're not eating that that no. well off of their spotify no. streams they're just Absolutely not. not but i, I want to say this because i never get to say this in an interview so let me just say this real once one time because I'm, I'm sure you probably have a lot of uh up-and-coming artists listening so tap into, especially if you live in a major city, especially, go downtown, contact 
your local arts community. They have programs for you guys. Don't always look at the rolling loud. The local arts community, I guarantee you, they'll have performance opportunities for you and they'll be paid. Yes. Yeah, so I always tell people, because I get so much, people ask me, like, how are you getting this? How are you getting that? I'm like, man, I just, I'm connected with the city, man. The city has art programs that they get grants for, and I just contacted them, and they were happy that I, they would, that they, this is exactly what they said. Wow, we don't get a lot of hip-hop artists. That's because the info. People that know about it don't give the information out. They try to keep it to themselves. And I want you guys to know that if you live in a major city, uh, contact your local arts council, and I guarantee you that you'll have paid opportunities. We're talking like when big things come through town. For example, we have All-Star Week. Who do you think is orchestrating the real talent? It's the it's our arts community. I mean, we'll always have promoters and, and stuff like that, but but I'm just saying if you tap in with the local arts community and you know, some of the paid shows might be like two or three hundred, but you know, like I said, for the longest I I would have rocked for ten dollars and a meal. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. A lot of these artists definitely need to humble themselves because they got to start somewhere. And thank you for sharing that. That's a great gym. And that's a great piece of advice that I think these artists need to uh, take heed to. Um, it, it really, it really is Tampa. And yeah. I, and, and the, the thing is, is that when I have meetings with these people, they tell me that a lot of times the money goes into surplus because artists don't contact them. And uh, so they just don't have anything to do with the money. So I I really want people to start contacting their local arts communities uh, in their city, man, and just call them. I'm telling you, they're going to be happy that you called, and you're going to be happy as well because they actually pay you. Man, that is, and that's the goal, to get paid off of your music and, and get paid off of doing what you love, most definitely. Um, only thing that they require is that it be original music. So right. if you do covers, you know, that's you're going to have to figure something out different. But they really support original music. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Speaking of original music, let's talk about this record that we've been pushing for a while. We came to party yeah. produced by Who Done It <laughs> Beats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, the homeboy. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, over the years, I've heard a lot of music from you and you know i can say that this is probably one of my favorite records because i think you really stepped outside the box on this one um you know talk to us we're going to listen to it here in a, in a couple minutes but talk to us about this record for people who may have not heard you talk about it what was the inspiration behind putting this record together like i said i am crazy about uh 70s disco music the whole party the the light up dance floor and uh we used to have a club here in indy but we don't anymore but it used to be called have a nice day cafe and i used to go when i first started going out and they had that type of dance floor and it lit up like uh <laughs> i don't know wh what game that is but and it was just i was so amazed and uh so i used to go there all, all the time to 
watch it light up with the beats because I'm not very good at dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so this song, I've just started experimenting with my style. Like I said, me and Who Done It, we politic and we we strategize and try to see what the best, uh, what's our best uh, route to go. And uh, don't get me wrong, I definitely love trap music. Uh, I love the bass and and everything about it. But I also uh, am mesmerized by the party scene, like when that music like really takes somebody over. Like if you've ever been to like a rave, you will you're gonna and you make music you're gonna look at things a lot different you're gonna be like holy smoke how (laughs) are they controlling these people like there was a scene in blade where the vampires were just in a trance to the music and the lights and i want that i want my audience to feel like they can lose themselves within some of my music. And mm. so that's where We Came to Party is um, came from. I want you to feel like you can get off of work after a rough week dealing with your boss and your coworkers, and you can let your hair down. Yes. And you can stop at the liquor store and grab you a six-pack. I used to always wonder. Like, I would be in the liquor store canceling my check or something like that. And I see, like, a worker, like a construction worker, and he'd be like, bro, I need this. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I need this. And so, you know, just thinking about all of those uh, encounters, that's, that's, that's what the song is about, is that after all the mess that you deal with throughout the week, be it school, work, or just life in general when friday comes you can let your hair down you can take your shoes off you ain't got to put that uniform on you can get cute and you can have fun yeah and it's definitely one of those type of records that i think will be a timeless record that people are going to listen to like (coughs) decades from now i think it is and that's why we stuck with it i dropped uh you know i dropped an ep in the process uh but I uh but uh we came to party is the song that people seem to really, really enjoy. Well, we're about to check it out so people can hear it. <laughs> and I, I did forget to mention to you it has been added back in rotation over here on the hype eighty seven point three, so it's in our daily rotation. Yay. So pe- people will definitely catch it on the radio station over the next thirty days. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and get into this record. Um, before we do, man, you know, again, I always appreciate you taking some time with us. You know, you always, you know, dive in with me and I allow you, uh, allowing me to be transparent about some of the stuff. And I appreciate you always sharing your journey and still waiting for you to come to the ATL so we can do this in person. I know. <laughs> I need to go down. No, yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely need to get down there, man. Me and who done it, man. We definitely will be down there to see you here in 2024. Uh, that's on our list of uh, things to do. I just got to uh, finish a few obligations that I got to handle here, you know, because, you know, Thursday I'll be on uh, Wish TV performing. We came to a party. Nice. So, Congratulations. Doing yep, big yep, things. I'll, 
I yeah, I definitely uh, I definitely appreciate it. But once again, I just want to reiterate to your audience that our artists, most of the things that I get are are because I contacted the music the arts council here in Indianapolis, and we've been working together, and they've been trying to grow Indianapolis music. So I'm sure with Atlanta being a big uh, city, that there's definitely an arts council. And uh, just contact them, and um, and you you'll be on your way. Definitely, that was a great piece of advice. So I definitely uh, I'm gonna look into that as well, so I can start spreading that knowledge. But before we get into the record, uh, go ahead and let everybody know where they can keep up with you. That way, they can follow you on your social media. So I'm I'm on most social media sites. I'm not on Pinterest though. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter's crazy about Pinterest. I. Uh, so I'm on uh, most social media sites. My handle is Rhymacidal, so it's R-H-Y-M-A-C-I-D-A-L. Or you can just type in Rhymacide. Um, the merch is pretty much everywhere. I have a digital merch store, plus I also sell merch on Amazon. So you don't, and the cool thing is that you don't even have to have Amazon Prime you still get the perks of Amazon Prime. Say, like, if you order a T-shirt tonight, you had that thing by 7 o'clock in the morning. That is fire. (laughs) Yeah, so just type in Rhymicide, and you'll see the hoodies and the T-shirts. And if you want to get more detail, you can just type in Google the Rhymicide store, and it'll pull up, like, ball caps and different things like that, so other merchandise that I have. But I I definitely... um, Appreciate y'all rocking with me. A hundred percent. Who do you want to shout out to, bro? I know you got a people that are probably tuning in and checking you out. Well, I got a little circle of friends, but I probably better shout out my homeboy, Who Done It Beats. Uh, we have this really dope comp comedian up here. His name is Big Mike G. You're gonna hear about him. He does this amazing open mic. I mean, we get touring comics that come to his open mic and uh i want to shout out my homegirl sounds of Sharae and my homegirl mahaba by course she'll actually be in atlanta for some fashion uh thing coming up soon so remember mahaba by four man she's a amazing lady man you'll know her because she's a white lady she got a big poofy afro but she is so so dope definitely well, we we appreciate that. I'll have to make sure I check her out. <laughs> yes, she yes, she does black art, and she turns her paintings into clothing. So okay. She, yes, she is amazing. Yeah, so. Fire. Well, listen, bro, we're about to get into this record. We came to party. Go ahead and give us that official introduction. This is the Kid Reckless Ramazad, and you're listening to my current single that is blowing up across the world. It's called We Came to Party. Absolutely, and I appreciate you checking in. Let's go. Yeah. Listen live at www.thehighspin73.com. 
the work week is over. It's time to let your hair down. They got on your guys, but you don't even care now. You're like Cinderella, but in stilettos. I'm no prince, I'm from the ghetto. My carriage is SRT. I always pay extra for VIP. Bring us a bottle. We don't wait at the bar. You with Rhymicide. Trust me, baby, they know who we are. Independent, underground, no deals for my label. The bulk of my money I made off my merch table. We party all night. We gon' have some fun, yeah. We gon' have some fun, yeah. We came to party all night. Dancing till we see the sun, yeah. Until we see the sun, yeah. We came to party. Sunday, we gon' live it up. Don't call us, don't text us, we don't give up. Looking good, smelling good, and you just got paid. If the vibe is right tonight, somebody gon' get laid. Making out on the dance floor, the DJ got us going. The light show is amazing, keep the liquor pouring. Only live once, enjoy life, celebrate with friends. You already know, next weekend, we doing it again. We came to party all night. We gon' have some fun, yeah. We gon' have some fun, yeah. We came to party all night. Dancing till we see the sun, yeah. Until we see the sun, yeah. We came to party.